Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider is going to share some insights on the mystery of the supernatural. The supernatural realm is one that we all believe in, but not one that we talk too much about. And so Rabbi Schneider wants to help us learn more about the supernatural realm so that we can experience the supernatural grace of God in our lives in a deeper way. Our message comes from our series titled Experiencing the Supernatural. And if you'd like to jot down some notes for today's lesson, then be sure to download Rabbi's study guide at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, here is Rabbi. I know that many of you that are connected to my ministry really are connected to how I teach the Word of God line by line. And that's what I'm grounded in. That's from the place of my being saved was from the Word of God. But you know what? We also need to be walking by the supernatural life of God's Spirit. There should be a marriage, beloved one, of the Word of God and the Spirit of God at work in our life. Remember, Jesus said, he said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So we need to have a grounding in both the written Word of God as well as being filled with and being led by the Ruach HaKodesh or the Holy Spirit. Now, when we think about being filled with the Spirit, we're really talking about something that is supernatural. Because when we say supernatural, what we're doing is we're referring to a dimension that's above the natural order of things. What's the natural order of things? It's the things that we can see, it's the things that we can measure, the things that we can understand with our intellect. But when we speak about the spirit, this is above the natural law, this is a realm that is supernatural. And so I want to talk with you today about how we can experience more of the spiritual, more of the supernatural, because without the spiritual and the supernatural, beloved, at work in our life, without being connected to God in the spirit, which is to say being connected to him supernaturally, we can't walk with him. Because the scripture says these that are the sons of God are being led by the spirit of God. And so all of us need to understand it's important to be walking with, interacting with God's supernatural work in our life. Sometimes people are afraid of the supernatural. Sometimes all they want to do is they want to read about the stories of what happened in the lives of the apostles and the patriarchs. It's like they're living their whole life by studying what God did for people in the past. It's important to study how the Lord worked in their lives, but we should also be anticipating the Lord working in our lives supernaturally as well. Because this whole book really is a book about God intervening in human history. And when the Lord of heaven intervenes in history, supernatural things happen. And so this is something that we all wanna be open to. But before I begin teaching about how to experience more of the supernatural. I wanna talk about why God wants to do the supernatural in our life. 
It's not just that we're looking for signs or we're looking for wonders or we're looking for miracles as if those things are an end in themselves. We have to understand why the Lord wants to do the supernatural in our life. Why he wants to do for us, for example, what he did for Jacob. Remember when Jacob was all alone, he was running from Esau. He was in the middle of nowhere. And remember the Lord appeared to him that night and he appeared to him in a pillar that went from the earth to heaven. And then Jacob saw the angels of God ascending and descending upon that pillar. And Jacob knew in that instance that the Lord was right where he was because he saw this pillar extending from where his head was going all the way up to heaven. And then he saw supernatural activity, divine activity going up and down the pillar, connecting him to the heavens. And so Jacob awoke and he said, the Lord is in this place. He said, and I didn't know it. So how did he come to know that the Lord was with him? How did Jacob come to know that the God of heaven, the God that created the universe was right with him, right at that spot where his head was on that pillow? I mean, God was nearer to him than his own breath. How did Jacob come into that revelation? Through a supernatural intervention of God. God supernaturally appeared to Jacob in his sleep. And years later, the Lord appeared to Jacob again and said, I am the God that appeared to you at Bethel. And so when we study the life of the patriarchs, or we study the life, for example, of Paul, how Paul was supernaturally knocked off his horse when he was on the way to Damascus to arrest any Jew that believed in Jesus and blinded. And then Jesus spoke to him. And Paul spent the rest of his life telling people how Jesus appeared to him. Paul's life was marked and changed by a dramatic supernatural encounter. But why did God intervene in Jacob's life? And why did the Lord intervene in Paul's life? It was, beloved, for the sake of love. You see, to understand the supernatural, we need to understand that the reason for it is love. The reason the Lord intervenes in our life supernaturally and supernaturally reveals himself to us is love. We have to understand that the kingdom that we've been called into, the kingdom of heaven, is a kingdom of love. And hear this, above all else, above everything, God wants two things. He wants you to know his love, and he wants to be loved back. God, above all else, wants us to love him. He wants to experience our love for him, and he wants to love us back. It all starts, of course, with him loving us first. God loved us, and therefore, he's looking for a response back from us that we would choose to love him back. But if we strip away everything else to try to understand what it is that God wants, he wants to love us, and he wants us to love him back. Now, this concept of the Lord wanting us to love him back, it's a bit of a mystery because how is it that the God that has everything, the one that created us and knows everything, how is it that he could take any pleasure out of our loving him? How could it be that the God that's complete in himself finds anything of pleasure from our choosing to love him back? How can we add to this uncreated one's life? But the mystery is somehow we can. Somehow the Lord is moved by our loving him. 
somehow our loving him touches him. And so God is looking to bring you and I into an experience where we're able to open our heart more fully to him so we could experience his love more deeply in our soul. And he's looking for us once again to respond back to him in love. Now, if any of you question if it's important to God that we love him, in other words, that if God gets something from it, if God is touched, if we can actually add to God's pleasure, and I know that sounds hard to grasp, how can we add to God's pleasure when he's already complete? But the mystery is we can. Think about it. Three times Jesus, Yeshua, said to Peter, Peter, do you love me? In John 14, Yeshua said, if you love me, he said, my father and I are going to come and make our home with you, and we're going to reveal ourselves to you. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit, and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. To become a blessing in someone's life today, get in touch to partner with us. Our mission is to prepare the world for Jesus' return and your financial gift is channeled directly toward this worthy cause. Take your first step today by calling 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Your contribution will equip others for Messiah's return. And now here is Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. In the book of Revelation, chapter number two, Jesus said to the church there, I know your deeds, your hard work and perseverance. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. So here's this church that's working hard for him and they persevered for him. They're faithful, they're serving. And yet Yeshua said, yet I have this against you, that you've lost your first love for me. So that should answer the question, Does God really want to be loved? He really does. That's why in Deuteronomy chapter number six, verse five, we're commanded to love the Lord with all our heart, strength, soul, and mind. And of course, when Yeshua was asked the question of what's the greatest commandment, his response was the same. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, strength, soul, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. The challenge, beloved ones, that you and I have is loving a God that we can see and oftentimes can feel. That's the challenge. How do we love a God that we can't see, oftentimes can feel, can't comprehend? How do we love this invisible God? Well, we're going to talk more about that, but we do it, beloved, by choosing to believe that he is, that he's here, by developing our relationship with him through talking to him all the time and calling him in to our life by faith. The truth is, we can't know that God really loves us without a supernatural revelation of it. We can declare to everybody, God so loved the world. 
But you know what? People won't be moved by that unless the Spirit of the Lord supernaturally imparts the revelation of it to them. Jesus said to Peter, Peter, who do you say that I am? And who do the people say that I am? And Peter said, well, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah. Then Yeshua said to Peter, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you're the Messiah, you're the anointed one, you're the Christ. Yeshua's response to him, Peter, you're blessed because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father did who's in heaven. In other words, Peter was brought into the revelation of who this Jesus was through a supernatural revelation the Father gave him. And in the same way, you and I cannot personally experience directly the love of God unless supernaturally the Spirit imparts the revelation of the Father's love to us. And so we should be hungry for the supernatural because we can read the Scriptures, but unless the Holy Spirit is supernaturally giving us revelation of the Scriptures and applying them to our heart as a sharp, living, two-edged sword, all we'll have is religion. It's only the supernatural life of the Holy Spirit that brings the scriptures to life in us in such a way that we take a hold of the revelation so that now we're walking with the written word of God in one hand and the life of the supernatural spirit in the other hand. It takes the spirit of God for us to really know how deeply God loves us. And again, my point has been that the reason the Lord shows up in our life supernaturally is so that we would know his love. And in knowing his love, we would be able to more fully love him back. Let me give you a practical experiential example of this. Sometime back, I have a daughter in the Lord and she called me on the phone and she told me, Rabbi, she said, I had a dream about you last night. And then she went ahead and shared the dream with me. The dream was basically this. She said, Rabbi, you were playing baseball and you were up to bat. And the father was rejoicing so much when you were hitting that ball and you were hitting that ball far and you were hitting that ball successfully. But it wasn't so much that father was rejoicing because you were successfully hitting that ball. She said what the father was rejoicing in so much was just he was enjoying you enjoying the game. He was enjoying you enjoying yourself as you were hitting that ball. And I thought, wow, that's like really different. I never really thought that God takes pleasure when I'm taking pleasure in something. It was like God is so holy that it's just like it was a hard thought to take in. She said, Father was just so delighting watching you play ball. He was just so enjoying you, enjoying yourself as you were up to bat hitting that ball. Like he was right with you, delighting over you. And I thought about it and I said, wow, that's really something. It's really unique and true. I, I, I never really even had that thought before. It was so new to me and it was so, so unique that it was like, it took a while for it to move from my head down into my heart where I could really receive it. But I didn't forget about her dream. And I kept reminding myself and eventually it went from my head to my heart where I began to realize more fully that when I go to work every day, God is enjoying me going to work for him. He's right here with me as I'm going about my business, handling life, handling responsibilities, trying to navigate everything. 
Father, Yeshua, they're right here with me in the spirit, actually enjoying me using the gifts and talents he's given me for him. Now, why would I share that with you? Because the same thing, my beloved friend in the faith, is true for you. Father really delights over you. I know it's hard to take in, but he really does. He really enjoys you. If you're a grandmother, for example, and you're taking pleasure in your grandchild, as you're taking pleasure in your grandchild, Father and Jesus are taking pleasure in you as you're taking pleasure in your grandchild. I know it's hard to fathom this. Whatever it is we're walking through in life, the Spirit of the Lord is right with us, enjoying us as we're overcoming. Even as we're falling and failing and struggling and getting up again, Father is right with us, cheering us, loving us, knowing that in the end we're gonna prevail and he's enjoying our struggle, beloved, through every part of the process. God delights over you. And so because he does delight over you and I, he'll continue to reveal himself to us supernaturally. But we need to be paying attention first of all. Remember Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens up and lets me in. So Jesus is knocking, but evidently not everybody is hearing. The scripture says in the book of Revelation two and three, seven times, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. In other words, God is speaking, but are we picking up his voice? Because to the degree that we can be open to and receptive to and be aware of what he's doing in our life, to that degree, we're gonna be impacted and propelled in his supernatural love. And so the purpose of this series is to activate you, to help you, number one, know how much God loves you, how present he is with you, and how actively he is seeking to communicate to you in your life. Now, granted, beloved, we don't always feel God, and I don't wanna misrepresent my own walk with God. I don't always feel God at all. But there's enough times in my life where the Lord makes himself known that I keep going, putting one foot in front of the other, even when I don't feel him, because I know that he's here. So I'm praying for you and I'm believing that through the course of this series, experiencing the supernatural, God is gonna elevate us all into a deeper connection with him. And we're gonna to begin to experience his love and supernatural power in our life in an ever fuller way. So Father, I bless every soul right now under this teaching. Father, I'm asking you to bring us all up to a higher place of revelation in you, to a higher discovery of your love for us and of the supernatural power of your spirit that's at work in each one of our lives. This is the Bible teaching ministry of Rabbi Schneider. And if you would like to learn more about this program or rabbi, just visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And if you would like to share this message on the mystery of the supernatural, you'll find a link to this message on our website or on our YouTube page. And if you're out and about this holiday season, be sure to stay connected by subscribing to our daily podcast. To learn more, just go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. 
And you know, as we said earlier, the supernatural world isn't something that we talk about much, but when we as believers join together, there is a supernatural power at work and there's nothing we can't accomplish when we stand united. Also, if Rabbi's messages are stirring something in your heart and you are feeling the call to support this ministry, would you embrace God's calling on your life by partnering with us? Here's Rabbi to tell us more. We've been talking about the supernatural and all of us want to experience the supernatural, but sometimes we miss a key. The key I'm talking about is in order to experience the weight of God's supernatural glory on our shoulders, upon our lives, we must walk in the clean fear of the Lord. We oftentimes don't hear about this much in the church. People are afraid to talk about the fear of the Lord, but the fear of the Lord is clean and it's the beginning of wisdom. In fact, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 14, verse 23, when it comes to tithing, the Lord said, tithe unto me that you might learn to fear me. I want to encourage you as I encourage myself to honor the Lord with your finances. I honor the Lord with my finances for many reasons. One of them is because I want to fear the Lord. Beloved, God's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. If God's using this ministry to bless you, I encourage you to honor Him with your finances through DJJ. You can give a special year-end gift of any amount by calling 800-777-7835 or by going online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And then while you're online this week, be sure to take a moment or to explore all the resources that we have available. We want to help you grow in your understanding of the supernatural realm and why it's so important to believers. So discover more in our latest articles and posts, or pick up a copy of Rabbi's book, Experiencing the Supernatural. You'll discover what it means to be created in the likeness and power of God, and you'll learn how to experience a deeper and richer relationship with our Father and Creator. If you're searching for something more, then this is one book you'll want to pick up today. The book is called Experiencing the Supernatural, and you'll find it online at Discovering thejewishjesus.com. And then before we wrap up today's message, I want to remind you that if you'd like to share your story with us, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us by writing to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. You can also connect with us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. We look forward to hearing from you soon. And right now, let's wrap up today's message on experiencing the supernatural with a special blessing from Rabbi. The ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6 is not a blessing that comes from an impersonal being out there somewhere in the heavens. This special blessing comes from a person, Yahweh, God Almighty, our creator and maker. So receive God's blessing into your life right now. Yahweh, 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 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. That's discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains how you can have a supernatural mindset. Be listening Friday to Discovering the Jewish Jesus.